Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today, I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the Pfizer-BioNTech bivalent COVID-19 vaccine booster for people 12 years of age and older. This adaptive vaccine targets the original SARS-CoV-2 virus as well as Omicron. For this reason, it is called a bivalent vaccine. So another word we have to get used to, and uh, there have been some interesting discussions on how to pronounce that. That particular word, I'm not going to even try because I've butchered it so many times. I think my brain says, this is the way you pronounce it, Roy. And then people call me and say, that's not the way you pronounce it, Roy. But Health Canada has approved the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 booster vaccine that targets the BA4 and BA5 strains of the Omicron COVID variant. And that is for those 12 years of age and older. And it should be available in this country, we hear by sometime next week, or it'll be in Canada. Dr. Isaac Bogosh, back with us, infectious diseases specialist, Toronto General Hospital and associate professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. Dr. Bogosh, it's been a while. How are you? I'm really well, Roy. It's great to be back and chatting with you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I emailed you earlier today that I've been able to dodge COVID. Um, I know some people who've had it, and they haven't had an experience that they particularly enjoyed. It was a tough, tough ride for some folks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you hear this time and time again. I bet everyone listening has either had it or knows someone who has had it. Uh, just through Omicron, it just swept through the country, swept through the world. And, uh, you know, it's it's not a mystery to most people anymore. We sort of know what it can do and, and uh, how to avoid it. Do you believe that most of us in this country have uh, had a personal encounter with COVID, uh, however it may or may not have expressed itself? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's really good data to back it up. Uh, there's some excellent uh, studies looking at Canadian blood banks and blood tests from Canadians all across the country. You can look at the fingerprint of COVID. And, you know, over time, especially during the Omicron era, you see this massive rise in uh, signal. So, you know, I'm not, obviously everyone hasn't had it, but, you know, depending on what community you're in or how old you are, many people, most people, most people have had it. Most people have. Not everyone, but most. So, so what about this uh, new bivalent booster? How am I doing with the pronunciation, by the way? It's perfect. Right, you're a, you're a pro. Oh, I, bivalent. I, the, first time I, the first time I looked Two at bands. that, I... What's that? I'm just making the dumb jokes. No, no, no. The first time I looked at it, I said that word and I are not going to get along. Oh, no, you got it right. Yeah, this is a great okay. vaccine, right? They, we've got two bivalent vaccines. Right. We've got the one that we've had before, which was tailored to the BA1 sublineage. It's been out in Canada for a few weeks now. A lot of people have got it. And probably sometime next week, we'll get this other bivalent vaccine, which is tailored to the BA5. They've been using it in the United States for a little bit. Uh, and again, uh, it's really interesting when you look at Health Canada and the National Advisory Committee on Immunizations. They're pretty agnostic. They basically treat these the same. They say, you know what, it doesn't matter. Just get just get one of these vaccines. And quite frankly, I think that's reasonable in the sense that 
listen, we're not sure how much protection we're going to get over time from this. It's not clear. Will this, how long will this protect you from getting COVID and for how long? But what's really clear is every single variant we've seen, the vaccines have done a remarkable job, a remarkable job in protecting people against more severe illness like hospitalization and death. Every country reporting data basically reports the same thing. These vaccines do a remarkable job. doesn't even matter the vaccine. They do a remarkable job in keeping you out of hospital and preventing you from dying. So we do know, though, we had a news story on earlier today that there are declining numbers of Canadians who are accepting being vaccinated beyond number two or number three, depending on where they are. They just don't want to do it again or don't feel the need to do it again. So if we've all, most of us have had already an experience with COVID, and if we've been vaccinated, we've had two or maybe three vaccinations, and we don't know just how effective or how long these particular new uh, uh, boosters are going to be if going to work, why should we go ahead and do it? So I I would say if people are over the age of 60 or have underlying medical conditions that put them at risk for severe infection, it's, it's in general a really good idea to get these vaccines. Because, like, Roy, again, this is all public data. You can look at who lands in hospital and who dies from COVID. And it's not exclusively, but it's overwhelmingly people over the age of 60 and people with underlying medical conditions that put them at risk for greater, for some more severe illness. Overwhelmingly. That's who we see in hospital. That's who dies. And that's not just Ontario data or Canadian data. Everywhere around the world has the exact same data. So especially important for people who are over the age of 60 or who have risk factors because of their underlying medical conditions. If they are six months out from their most recent infection or six months out from their most recent vaccination, it's a really good idea to get a booster shot. Is it? And in fact, yeah. Is the messaging a little too general, a little too vague? Because we're hearing 12 and up. So should it be well, directed more the way you're directing it? If you're over 60, if you have underlying conditions, then absolutely consider it. Because if we hear 12 and up, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's kind of vague. I agree. So there, there's two things. There's what is on those written documents, and then how is it communicated? And the written documents, I think, are very well written, but I don't think they're communicated well. The written documents say, if you're over 60, they say 65. I say 60 because I'm in Ontario, and Ontario says 60, but whatever. We'll just go with 60. If you're 60 and up and have underlying medical conditions, the wording is you should get it, and it's a strong recommendation. And if you're you know, 12 to 60 or no underlying medical conditions, it's you may get it. Okay? That's a big difference between should and may. But, like, I'm with the should, for sure. You're over 60, and you've got risk factors for infection, and it's been six months since your most recent infection, and six months since your most recent vaccine. Listen, that's who we see in hospital. That's who gets sick. It's a really good idea to go get this. Okay. Everyone else, I mean, if you have questions, listen, ask your, ask your doc, talk to a nurse, talk to a public health specialist, go to your local pharmacy, chat with them. These are all capable healthcare providers that can help walk through and navigate this for the, for the individual. They don't make population level decisions. They make they chat with you. They talk with you. They'll listen to you. They'll answer your questions. But you know, people, yeah, people have questions. You. Yeah, people have. Should. So, so can you tell me, uh, tell all of us, perhaps, or give us an idea of what's expected in this coming flu season, the fall and the winter? What should we expect from COVID? Um, well, you've already talked about that, but 
please fit it into the answer again. What do we, what do we what should we expect from COVID and the other flu viruses that may or may not appear? So to no one's surprise, you know, a lot of these viruses have a seasonal component to them. And as we say, tis the season, right? It's fall and winter. Yeah, on our for doorstep. sure. We're going to see flu. We're going to see COVID. We're already seeing COVID. The flu signal is already going up in the States. It's just probably we're a couple of weeks behind. It's going to come up in Canada. And I think, you know, so we know they're going to rise. We know it. Like, it's no, no secret. We all know it's going to happen. The other thing, though, obviously, is the factor in, like, Let's just take a step back and look at where we're at in Canada right now from a healthcare system capacity. It's the pit, right? You hear about emergency departments closing. You hear about not enough hands on deck. Like, you should do what you can to stay out of hospital. It always is a good advice. Now, we've done those interviews as recently as last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, listen, if it takes a vaccine, mm-hmm. a new shot to keep you well and keep you out of hospital, a COVID booster to keep you well and keep you out of hospital... It's great news for everybody, especially you, who's now kept out of hospital. So to the people who are listening to you and uh, who have been vaccinated, and they're shaking their heads, they're saying, no, I'm sorry, Dr. Bogosh, I'm done. I've had everything I'm going to have done to me. Are they just being foolish? I'm not here to arm wrestle. I'm not here to arm wrestle people. I'm happy to have open, honest, transparent, logical conversations. But uh, people have to come to their own conclusions, you know. Yeah, and, that's and, true. And that's okay. But yeah. uh, but at least make a factual decision and make an evidence-based decision, not an emotional one. So you as an infectious diseases specialist are saying, and I'm repeating what you said, if you're 60 or over and you have underlying conditions, then get the shot. If you're between 12 and 60 and you don't have any underlying conditions, give it serious thought and probably get the shot, Yes. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. I would make one subtle, subtle change that adds a little bit of a difference. Sure. If you're 60 and up and or have underlying medical conditions, what if there's a 40-year-old who's got, you know, terrible, you know, who's immunocompromised, who has some condition? You know, you should get that shot. So 60 and up and or have underlying medical conditions that put you at risk for greater, for a more severe illness? Yeah. That's a, that's a great it's a great idea to get the shot. Keep yourself out of hospital. And, COVID- and this is exactly what's on the guidelines. It's, it's it, it is actually worded beautifully. I think it's communicated very poorly, but it's written beautifully. Yeah, and COVID does kill. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It hasn't hasn't gone away, and it's still it's sad. It's sad. You know, it hospitalizes and it kills, and it's just like this is preventable. Like it, it just is preventable. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.